hey guys, real quick, you got to play, I don't know, Call of Duty with your friends, or you got to hop on to Guild Wars 2 with your buddies. You got to talk to these guys, right? You got to have a conversation. And you know that Mumble is one of the great ways to do it. Well, I've got a great place for you to go and get a great Mumble server for you and your friends. Go to mumbleboxes.com and use the code TFS at checkout. You'll get a seven-day trial, custom host name, fully redundant servers that we don't think anybody else, I don't think anybody else does that. And uh, you'll love it. The custom host name is a no-brainer. You can pick a host name you can truly remember, supports full SSL, great pricing. Uh, they provide some of the best services that you can get when it comes to voice servers on the internet. Please go check them out. That's mumbleboxes.com with the promo code TFS. That's the final score for short. TFS. Mumbleboxes.com. In three, two, one. What's that airplane I'm hearing? Who is that? I'll mute it. It's the fight Air Force Base. (laughs) That's right. You can mute airplanes? I'm muting myself. That's why they call it surprise. This is the final score for Friday, April 5, 2013, episode 114. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the final score. This is the video game podcast for the rest of us. There's lots of them out there. This is the one for us, I guess. Uh, I already mentioned the date, so I won't give it again. My name is Scott Johnson, and joining me is Brian Dunaway. Hello, Brian. Wait, there's other video game podcasts? Many. It is one of the most uh, oversaturated. I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's a very saturated part of the podcasting community. Many, many. And part of it is... It's like anybody can do it. Well, here's the reason. We we remain one of the ones that does it just because we love it, but there are a bunch who are like parts of outlets, like Joystick has a show, and... Freaking, right, right. you know, whoever they they have official shows, which is great. I'm not. This isn't a negative thing. It's no. just a very crowded space, and uh, there's a lot of gamers. Yeah, a lot of people playing the video it's games. An elbow room. That's right. Oh, look who it is. It's Nicole. Nicole, welcome. <laughs> hey, how's the airplane? We're all back. That's awesome. <laughs> Nicole lives by an air force base, and it sounds like they're doing training for the zombie invasion. <laughs> they're or deep. Uh, they're sorry. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. It's a weird. Um, I don't know. It makes. <laughs> There's something about Air Force Air uh, Air <laughs> Force planes. Gun? Yeah, that was sound like yeah, that was yeah, that was impressive. There's something about airline or airplanes flying around an Air Force base that makes me feel safe. It's hard to explain why, but I just feel safe when I hear it. I feel scared. Well, because I'm all I'm always going. You know, if the uh, enemy's going to attack, they're probably going to attack uh, military bases first. <laughs> Well, I thought they're supposed to attack high schools. If Red Dawn taught us anything, Red Dawn, did you watch the new one? No, don't get into that. No, we need to talk no. about that later. No, I've never seen it. I'm just afraid of pieces of those planes falling. Or the, oh, you watched Donnie Darko, or the frozen pea that comes out of the the big 747s. You got to watch out for that. I that's a blue pea. Well, it is. It's blue by the time it gets to you. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure they're peeing in their jets, but just not. They're not supposed to. By the time that huge blue <laughs> chunk of thing falls and hits your house and lands on your kitchen table. It's blue. We're, we're talking about commercial airlines. You're yeah, talking about. We're, we're jo- I'm joking. Yeah, commercial. I'm joking, Brian. But, but that's a real thing. People have had those in their lo- in their house. Like boom, smash. Somebody's somebody's plane. Some plane right. let go of the day's waste. It's I worry every day under. about having a car accident <laughs> or something else. I'm going to get hit in the head with 
pee from a plane and die. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> like, I need something else to worry about. God, now I could play tell, some video games for you sure. You tell Scott watch Six Feet Under. I didn't, actually. Always, always meant to, yeah. There's a whole episode on that. Basically, I've heard nothing, but that's a show for me, and I never watched it, so I don't know why I haven't seen it. Maybe I should. It's a show for you, old man. It's a, it's a show younger. for me. It's all about dead people, right? It is. Okay, good. I'm into that. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk. If you want to simplify it that much, sure. Sure. Let's anyway. boil it down to its essence. Uh, here's uh, what we've been playing, everybody. Hey! Video game. What are you playing? <laughs> All right. Uh, man, so we weren't here last week. Uh, Nicole had a thing and Brian had a thing. And I said, well, I'm going to have a thing. So let's just not do a show. So we didn't do a show. Me and Nicole weren't hanging out or nothing. So don't get no internet rumors started. Yeah. Slow down, everybody. I was on the East Coast. Were you? Like, were you? Yeah. I didn't see you. I forgot we. Oh no, West Coast. I thought. Wait, yeah, no, no, no. I was on the East Coast. I thought you were in L.A. No, last oh, weekend. Yeah, I was in L.A. Oh gosh, I can't keep track of where I'm going. I'm like, yeah, wow, I was that, in L.A. Yeah. After playing Bioshock Infinite, I don't know what's up or down, man. I know my brain is mush. Yeah, but you did you you had Infinite before you left a little yes. bit, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I started playing before I left. Yeah, and I started playing a little bit before the show as well that that week. And I'm kind of glad. I'm not glad we missed a show, but I'm kind of glad in one sense, which is just so I can talk about this game more freely now that I've beaten it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's a little bit weird, and we'll get to Bioshock Infinite in a second, but I never, I mean, unlike Brian, who never finishes a game, Water. I <laughs> smacked up. I um I when I do finish them, it's usually never am I going to finish two different games, two big games in the same week or month. Even usually, right. I finished Bioshock Infinite and StarCraft Two: Heart of the Swarm uh, single player campaign the same exact day, about three hours apart from each other. And um, how does that would make you feel? That's a really weird thing to ha- to have happen to me. It's probably a lot of emotion, huh? Yeah, I feel I'm a little you know I'm a little teary about it. No, not really. Actually, I kind of am about parts of Bioshock, and there are moments. Well, I'll get to that in a sec. Let me just tell you about StarCraft II's ending, and then we'll then we'll move on to the meaty subject of Bioshock Infinite. And I should let people know we are not planning to have any spoiler, direct story spoiler talk in this uh, conversation today, which I think is very difficult. But I don't want people to not be able to listen to this show. Maybe what we'll do if there's enough demand for it, if you guys in the chat room seem to have some sort of agreement, maybe we'll do some sort of separate spoiler cast type thing. They're voting in the chat room right now. Yeah. Some kind of agreement. Yeah. And if they're, they, they're if, shaking they're shaking hands. Are they? Yeah. Spitting on the hand, shaking it. Right. Blood brothers. Mm-hmm. Right. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. You need to get that looked at. Yeah, go have a right? sinal sinal? A sinus uh, thing. Uh <laughs> well, I did. It was they started it from the rectum. That's the sinus thing, right? Oh, is that okay. I, don't, I think you need a new doctor. A different general practitioner would not start with your butthole. Oh, okay, it's just a thought. Um, That's what he said. He said, "Okay, now I'm looking at your sinus cavities." Oh, I got it. <laughs> All right, see you next week. Uh, anyway, so StarCraft Two. Um, I've been playing it since its release and kind of picking it up here and there on the campaign. Played a little multiplayer here and there with friends and stuff, but taking my time with it and. Uh, it's, uh, I've, I loved every second of it. There's nothing. I, I don't have a single bad thing to say about that campaign. They always gave you something unique and fun to do. Um, it's like Terpster said on the instance this morning, you, you will, f- you are given at least one mission that you'll never forget. Like it's that kind of game where they've really that's, thought that stuff out. That's not how Terpster talks. Mm. He says, oi, and, uh, <laughs> trolley or something. 
All right. Um, and it's uh, it's great. I, I think the story it's it, the story's getting a lot of heat for being simple or overly dramatic or kind of goofy or cheesy or whatever. It's the same story they've always been telling. So I don't know how everyone suddenly woke up and went, "Oh, it's different." It's this is a dumb story. It's the same story. It's not like this changed, you know, in some crazy way over Wings of Liberty or any of the previous StarCraft stuff. This is just the story they're telling. And I'm 100% fine with it. I liked the cheese. I smelled the cheese. I th- I even ate a little bit of the cheese. Uh, it's uh, really good. And if you like really unique gameplay in your strategy games that isn't just here, build a base and fight dudes, then it's totally for you. Wasn't it, that description in the uh, cover box? Well, in the I mean, look, the multiplayer is for that. That is what that is for. Right. Is for you to square off with your friends or or strangers, build a base, do your stuff, do the right build order, be smart, do a good strategy, kill the other guy. That's your job. I don't like it when when strategy games try to force that into the single player. I like it when they get creative with a single player and do some crazy stuff. This game does that like all the time, and you right. always feel like a badass, and you always feel stronger than you should. And it's and it's awesome. Um, and then all the story bits, like all the cinematics, the in-game rendered stuff, on the fly stuff, and also the you know the pre-rendered stuff is just top-notch. Nobody's doing it better than them right now. It's amazing. Um, so, Do they have more music? Oh, yeah, new music, oh, bunch of new music, um, all good stuff. I really really like Kerrigan as a character, and I like the conflict she's in. Um, I like some dark places she goes in this. I, I want to marry Zeratul. I think he's one of the coolest characters ever. <laughs> There's some really great action in these cutscenes. That's just over the top, ridiculous, but just f- freaking fun to watch. And I loved every second of it. So I'm here to tell you, it's just it's easy to hate on Blizzard when they're successful with every game they do. So you start to go, yeah, yeah. such a Blizzard fanboy. Nobody like, yeah, nobody likes people. In, nobody likes people in in, in uh, first place. That's just a thing. Yeah, and so true. my answer to that is, people should just people should just play it. It's just play the thing, enjoy it for what it is, and I'm excited to play some more multiplayer. That's that's always fun for me, and it's fun I with friends. And dread multiplayer with friends though, with friends. Yeah, yeah, I still suck. Well, I I do too, but <laughs> God, I suck I, slightly the worst. less. <laughs> I just feel like I'm running up a hill, and yeah. I can't get. It just I feel. I played with Funk. <laughs> Inadequate. With I played with Funk about a week ago. It was him, me, who else? Oh, Jocelyn was there. Mm-hmm. Um. And we went 3V computer, just co-op. And that's a blast. It's just way fun. Like, I, I forget how much fun that is. And it's really, it's great with friends. I don't care about ladders and all that. Yeah. That stuff's fine. Um, and I did watch a big chunk of the, um, so right after release, they had that big MGL or um, uh, MLG, sorry, content or fight or whatever the hell you call it down in Texas or wherever it was. I don't remember where it was. But I watched a big chunk of it. That got me all excited to play more StarCraft. So I'm, I'm kind of back in and I'm digging it. And the single player is worth it on its own. If that's all you did, I still think it's worth it. Did, right. Did you notice if they expanded? I remember when we were playing when, when it first came out and they had uh, rolled out those three little mini games. Right. The, remember that? Those mods, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they did they expand out? I mean, has that grown? Yeah, big time. So <clears throat> they have the area it used to be for mods and stuff was really hard to find before and kind of dumb. Now they have an entire section right off the front main menu called StarCraft Arcade, and that's what they're calling it. And you go in there, and they have featured stuff and most rated stuff, and it's all mods. And you know how many are open if they're the kinds that are multiplayer. If they're single-player experiences, you know what those are. You can search. You can browse. You can just see what everyone's looking at. Like all it's Simple, easy, sneezy, peasy. Really great. Um, 
they still haven't implemented like the map store idea they had where you could build something cool and then sell it for 99 cents. Mm. They were kind of going down that road for a while, but that never happened. Um, and I'm trying to think what else they, they still like, we're, you're seeing a few total conversions. Somebody, somebody basically made the initial levels of, of an MMO that plays like, wow, but is in that engine and set in the Starcraft universe Oh wow! called Starcraft universe. And it's really good. Like, shockingly good there's loot and and skills and abilities and cooldowns and and stuff and you're down this little third person view like you would be in wow and you're running around killing stuff it's, it was kind of amazing to be honest and they had cut scenes and acting and it was really weird so there are plenty of people out there with lots of time on their hands making really cool stuff and that's definitely improved but i, I think the biggest thing i'm excited about is just really the core game and getting back into it and i'm digging it so starcraft right. still still a thing Still. Right, it's absolutely still a thing. And so you was talking about the MLG earlier. Yeah. Would would you ever do you think your personality, if you were younger, didn't have kids, didn't have all this other stuff, do you think you would have ever went into one of these kind of tournaments? I know they had it in StarCraft One, they had <laughs> yeah. somewhat of this, but it's really matured a lot. It it has. And there's still people playing competitive brood war. I mean, there the people still play right. that original game in some circles. But um no, because my personality has always been kind of the same, which is I'm not very confrontational and or very competitive with people in that <laughs> way. Like I, it's, having some good smack talk and fun with your buddies and handing them a, a victory once in a while is fun. But right. um, I don't really I'm not like in shooters and things like if I'm playing a shooter and it's even if it's competitive that time, like we used to play Uncharted a lot, the, the Uncharted 2 right. uh, mm-hmm. multiplayer. And I would remember feeling bad if I shot Nicole in the head. Not now, me. I know, and most people would be like, I oh, no, not you're, you're like, you. right, but I was like, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're friends, you know what, this, this is the deal, we're supposed to be doing this, but it's still always, I'm just not a very, like, I could never be one of those a-holes on Xbox Live who just cuss everybody out but, and but Scott, rage quit and stuff, it's just not me. Money. What about money, Scott? What, what, what about the money what that about you the could money? make? All right. I mean, okay, it's your dream, you're like, okay, I'm going to be a professional gamer, yeah. I'm going to do this for a living. Yeah. Maybe. What do you think about that? Maybe. Maybe. What 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 point do you think? I mean, this is a young man's game, wouldn't you say? I mean, is this something that you would just decide midlife, go, hey, you know what? Oh, I think Forget people could it. I think people could do it whenever they wanted to. I think that the reason that that you see young Korean guys doing it is because they have a ton of free time. I mean, that's really it. You heard it here first on the final score. Young Koreans have a lot of free time. <laughs> they do. And Brian, you're you're posing the question to a very um Watch across the board type of question. Do I turn my hobby? into a profession right right will it take the fun out of the hobby right i mean these guys in korea they sit in houses that they all they all sit in a house together and they practice starcraft all day like that's that is a it's literally their job so it isn't just a guy who's like oh i'm pretty good at this there's some cases of that but for the most part especially the korean teams these guys are in closed quarters they're not allowed to go out for certain parts of time or whatever you think they are in there they stink I'm sure they stink. Dude, funky. I have a Korean brother. He stinks. I, have two I would be curious. In, <laughs> this is the anti-Korean. You have to ask them, are you having fun? Because to me, that sounds like a job. If I'm sitting, if I'm forced to sit at my computer for 12 hours a day, you can turn anything fun. I mean, my husband does woodworking and that's, that was his hobby and he, he had fun with it. But if he was forced to do that, yeah. it, would, it would turn into any job yeah. because you don't have freedom I'm, I'm guessing if you're 15 and someone came to you you're a world of warcraft player and you like it and guy comes to you and says you come to china and become gold, gold. farmer seller man 
And if you did that, I miss ding pong. You'd freaking hate it. Oh, it comes out once in a while. (laughs) Every once in a while, I let it slip. But you'll get, you'll move to China and you'll freaking hate it because you're, it's a slave job where you're doing just this terrible repetitive thing. Nobody wants to play Warcraft that way. And I would argue that there are plenty of people out there who, I mean, this is not to diminish the fun that can be had in, in very competitive StarCraft play. Certainly there are people out there who are really, really good. Like Swick claims to be semi-pro. I think he's lying. But I think you should call into the. I think you should call in very shortly <laughs> after we get through talking about games and tell us about his semi-pro ex, expertise. Yeah. Well, did I mean, did he live in America when he was doing this? Because it's kind of you know, living's kind of high. Do you have to live in a, you know, a, a smaller country to? Dude, I think that? I think you I think you're smoking crack. I think what it really comes down to. Oh, here's Swick. Let's add him to the call. <laughs> hey, Paul. What's up, man? I said I dabble in semi-pro. I, I did dabble. not say. <laughs> I am semi pro. Record straight, folks. You also dabble in uh, crazy microphone uh, overmodulation. What is that? There we go. Oh, there oh, we go. Sorry. Much now, better. So, so are you double dabbling in StarCraft 2 or are you double dabbling in something else? Oh, I dabble in everything. Mostly now is losing at Dota 2. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. Well, Dota, Dota and MOBAs, those are the new hotness, right? Like that's where everyone's getting real competitive right now. Yeah, that in league. I didn't get as into league for some reason. I tried. It just wasn't. It just didn't sell me. League of Legends is supposed to be the biggest thing going. Then you got your StarCraft two. Then you got your Dota. But it's it's a very MOBA centric uh, market for competitive play these days. Sure. And it does make you wonder why Blizzard hasn't hopped on that sooner. I mean, I know they've got Blizzard All Stars in the works, and that looks like it's getting close. Probably see it at BlizzCon or maybe earlier. But um, <clears throat> it's, it's weird that they haven't jumped into that because that's gotten so big that it started to do StarCraft numbers, and I don't think they were ready for that. Or, you know, I don't think they predicted that. No. Yeah. No, probably not. Yeah, especially because MOBAs came from their damn game in the first place. They must be pissed. Right? I'd be so pissed. <laughs> and then, you know, Valve says, hey, we'll remake that almost identically. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Blizzard said, I'll sue you. And then they said, we'll sue you back. And then they, they had to come to a little campfire, and they had to have a hug. Do you hear about that? They did. They had a hug. Oh. Paul got cut uh, off. And, but that was, I, I love his, he well, his sounds mic awesome. loud. He it? sounds like, like, like a rock star. He sounds like he got a foot pedal on. <laughs> he sounded awesome. Anyway, thanks, Paul. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, it's good. All right, oh. let's get to the meat of where Nicole and I need to be here. Right. Um, oh, I downloaded uh, Battlefield 3 because I got it for free with that SimCity mess. Oh, is that what you picked? Yeah, I did. I didn't know what All else right. to go for. Like, I had everything else or didn't care about anything else. So that was the one on the list that jumped out. I mean, I played Mass Effect 3 on the 360, so it wasn't like, a, you know, the PC version wasn't really a thing I wanted to play through again. So I picked up that, and um, that that really is a pretty game. Goodness. Um, holds up. You know, I know it's been a couple of years now uh, since it was, you know, blowing everybody's mind visually, but it still looks real good. Uh, single player is a little boring, but everyone's already told me that. I'm- that. The funds and the multiplayer, so uh, I'll play more of it. But that I just cracked it open. All right, Bioshock Infinite. That, what? Did you, did you, when you were playing that, did you ever? Was you sitting there brooding at the same time, going stupid EA, stupid game? No, I no. I was. I mean, people out there think I am just rubbed fifty different directions wrong by SimCity. And I'm really, I really just have. I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder. I really why. have one. I really have two remaining complaints. The one complaint I have right now is traffic in the game is still broken. The actual mechanics of the way traffic works doesn't work right, and so 
it kind of screws you. I wish they went backwards. That'd be funny. <laughs> Clowns and, are getting out of cars 15 at a time. And as of yesterday, I haven't checked today, but so correct me if I'm wrong, but they haven't added back in cheetah speed or was it cheetah? Yeah. Yeah. That's Fastest cheetah. one, whatever it is. Um, and that's crucial to gameplay. It's what helps you pace the game is by speeding it up, slowing it down, speeding it up. And without that there, there's still some busted stuff. So that's my main problem with the game right now. They've worked out most of their server stuff. That seems to be smooth. And they're, they're one of their first DLCs, though. And it's a free DLC, so you don't have to pay for it. So I realize it's no big deal. But it's a Nissan Leaf start uh, charging station for cars. <laughs> so it's an ad. It's an ad yeah. for Nissan. Is what one of their first DLCs is. And you know what? That's fine. I, did I'm you not get even, your free game yet? Yeah, I did. It's Battlefield is one I got. Oh, gotcha. Yes, so, yeah, it's, it's all right. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. It's fine. It's just right, they had their issues. Good. There's a few bugs left. If they can iron all that out and I can get that taste out of my mouth, it'll be fine. Um, all right. Bioshock Infinite. You know what's nice, Nicole, is to finally know what that... I'm not. This what isn't a spoiler, means? but what the title means. Uh, you I don't know until the damn end. Yep. And then you're like, oh, duh. okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. That's all we'll say about There's that. There's a lot of duh moments. Yeah. Which is, why, which is why I think they made this game easy to play through, even on normal mode, because they wanted to focus on the story and getting you through it, because you're going to play it a second time. Aren't I'm already. You, aren't you glad they did? I kind of am. I'm glad I'm they made fun. it simpler. And I'm not saying it's, it's, I don't think it's a cakewalk by any means. I died a number of times, but not that mm-hmm. many. Um, and when you do, it's not much of a penalty. You kind of come right back into it. Yep. But uh, it is it is noticeably easier, if that's a, a word to use for this, than Bioshock 1 or 2 were. Um, they were much more eh, more Twitch-based and just, I don't know, they felt more difficult to me. The 1999 right. mode is super hard. Yeah, I hear that's rough. And you will, if you don't have any money to you revive, get you're to, done. You're just you're out. Just right. You're just out. It's basically hard to... Yeah, you have to face Prince. No, you never fight Prince. Never Prince. <laughs> Different game, dude. I was wondering why they called it that. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, right, so, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. So, yeah. it is gameplay wise, I want to know is 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 all those are the mechanics from the first one and the second one? Is it pretty much the same? Pretty you close. Like coming, yeah, pretty close. It's, in, it's shoot and loot. New. Shoot and loot. Right. You know when you when when you're fighting, you're shooting dudes and you're looting their bodies when you're done, and and you're using your powers. In this case, it's called vigor. Last game, it was called oh, what was it called? Is it vigor or is it viger? It's vigor. Um, th- no, they were so it was Eve, and now it's salts, right, right. and it was um. Oh gosh, I can't believe I not played, Adam. No. Adam was no. Adam was the thing oh, you Adam. sucked out of the little the little yeah. kids. Oh right. Um. Oh. Uh, plasmas. Plasma. Plasmids. Thank you. Plasmids. Yeah. Plasmids. Plasmids. That's it. Yeah. It's been a while. Um. Oh. Yeah, the, so yeah, the salts. I think the salts are cool because it f- it matches the kind of weird early 1900s motif thing. Um, I think that's just a cool name for it. Um, I like the little salt dispenser guy. You didn't see him very much later in the game, but I like that little robot guy. Yeah, the little. He was awesome. Um, but here's the things we can sp- not spoil, but the things I feel like we can say pretty safely because it's so much more than this. But this is almost enough. Most video games could get by on this, and that is just. The attention to detail and the art design in this game mm-hmm. goes beyond anything I've ever played. I'm trying to think of another game that came even close to this, and the closest thing I can probably think of is maybe Bioshock 1. Like, it's just... Uh, in, in, it's so ornate. Everything's got 
fit and finish on it that you don't expect in a video game. You expect a lot more repetition and a lot more rooms that look identical well, to the last ones and things like that. They don't really they do re- that. They repeated the characters. Everybody looked the same. I will say that. What do you mean character? Oh, the people like you kill. Like the NPCs. Yeah, like, like, like enemies. Well, no, they weren't even enemies. When you first are in the town, uh, Columbia, one of the things that's really fun to do is just kind of eavesdrop on the people that live there just walk and, around. Yeah. Right. And they, they're all the same people. They were, you're right. There's some of that, but th- there was something <laughs> about like that. that kind of cloning incest. And, that, and see that actually, I'm not saying that they meant that or not. I'm saying that the, because everything else was so well thought out and so amazing yeah. that I could easily believe that they were trying to make a point with that, that they were mm-hmm. trying to say, this is a utopian society that isn't yeah. as utopian as you think Everybody's it is. The same, yeah. Because you're about to do some freaking racist stuff in this. Mm-hmm. Like the racism in it is really weird. Um, by by, it's intentionally weird. It's supposed to be. Yeah, it's 1912. <clears throat> I mean, right. we should say that they're in this city. The, they're in this city that's up in the clouds. It's in. A, it seems to be in a world which makes more a lot a lot more sense at the end again. But it seems to be in uh, in a world where everybody knows there's this city that seceded from the union and floats way up above the sky. Right. It seems to be a thing that people know and just, just accept. Acceptable. Right. <laughs> and oh, oh, I almost said a thing that would kind of blow it. it, it <laughs> it's just, it's just so, I feel like the minute I got there, I went, Ooh, this is special now. Like there's something right. special happening and I need to check every nook and cranny and I need mm-hmm. to be slow and methodical and I don't want to miss anything. And I'm pissed because I already missed that singing thing you told me about. Um, yeah. Where they, the, the voice actors. Yeah. Seeing a really great cover, you're going to hear a lot of awesome covers. And the first one oh, you one hear is mind. the Beach Boys song, yeah. and you're like, "What yeah. is going on?" And that and was so weird. And that's that's not that's not really a spoiler. That's the thing you see immediately, but you don't. Yeah. It doesn't register at first. You you walk yeah. up there, and there's a there's a um what do you call them uh, barbershop quartet. <laughs> it says the gayest quartet. <laughs> yeah, it says the gayest quartet in town in Columbia, and they've and they're and they're riding them out on some kind of like hover barge thing. Yeah, and everything looks like colonial, colonial mixed with nineteen twelve y looking. Shine my shoes, boy. What time? When's the paper come out? See that kind of stuff. All that. Right. Is mm-hmm. this kind of the, the, from the you know trailers and stuff I've seen being totally ignorant to play in the game at all it really reminded me of something like maybe a chicago's world fair yeah. or something mm, kind, yeah. of, that's exactly, kind of a totally. yeah, world fairish kind of thing totally totally in fact you when you first arrive they're having their founders day uh fair right. and raffle which is, which is what which was what the uh what the uh late 1800s was was 400 year anniversary for chicago right when, yeah what, what that was about something yeah. yeah and there's a book i guess about that chicago's fair where there's like a bunch of intrigue and murder and attempted murder and weird oh, stuff. oh i have that book that's that's the reason why i'm thinking about it oh okay I mean, well that's supposed yeah, to be a the, huge uh, inspiration for these guys murder in the white city that's or the one like that. that's the yeah. one yeah. and i i had been told by somebody on steam and dude i forgot your name Brunswood something dude anyway he was talking to me about it and I did a little bit of additional reading and there's a whole lot of um, parallels with that book and they were, there's you know Ken Levine's a fan of that book that. and so anyway there's a lot of that going on um, this is a place that is being led by this prophet and Com- Comstock yep Comstock Zachary Comstock who is running the place like a psycho but at first it seems very idyllic like maybe they worked it all out um but as you get deeper and deeper, obviously things get more twisted. It, but it's not all that unlike the Andrew Ryan stuff in in Bioshock One. It's like, oh, this city is weird, and this guy is even weirder, and it's all gone to crap because he's maniacal and strange, and everyone's gone insane. And there's a lot of that sort of stuff going on. 
but these added layers of bright lights and sunny days and and racism and reverse racism and just weird references to things like i mean i don't want to spoil anything but that the beach boys thing is just something you hear right away yeah but you walk out there and you hear them singing nobody knows how much i love you and you're like what the hell i know this song but that's that's out of time this doesn't sound right and it's i won't say i'm I'm still trying to figure out some of that meaning right there's some reason that's being sung then is it is it is it kind of like we've oh go ahead have we found this city in during the 50s or something? No, no, no. Everyone knows there? it's up there. It left the government okay. when it got pissed. It was basically like Texas getting pissed. pissed and saying we're out. I'm out of here. They basically did. They said we're we're seceding from the union and off we go. And there there was a big fight and all this kind of stuff. So it, it's right. it's all in the story. And that's one thing I love. They tell a lot of the backstory through these little um like they remind they me of the penny arcade yeah. things from the 20s where you'd stick your eyes up in it and you'd watch an old crappy stop motion or, or old film silent film and they're littered all over the place i would every time i'd walk and see one of those oh what are those I and know, i'd run right over it. and watch it and it'd be the prophet says and it, there was no words to it but it was just like this ridiculous po- propaganda Show, stuff like, newspapers and yeah <laughs> there's one later on which it's not it's a little side thing and it, it's just a guy filming like a hummingbird mm-hmm. or a sunset and then the last one you find it's a waterfall yeah. Then, I won't say what. Yeah, I don't give. Yeah, that's really, a good. It's, really funny. it's, it's a hilarious. small thing, but don't. Yeah, don't give that. So, away. and that's what I think you're saying. It's those little people that love Easter eggs. Oh my goodness, you're gonna love this game. Or because, if you're just detail oriented, like if you just like oh, little details. Yeah. Like there are people. I'll bet people who I'm trying to think who would really appreciate this. Probably people who do interior design. People who design. <laughs> The guts of a computer. Mark probably loved it because it's all, you know, finish yeah, he, and, and curves and, you know, really the cool. architecture alone must make people who are into that just go, holy shite, this video game, what are you doing? It's breathtaking. It is I mean, absolutely breathtaking. When when you were talking about, like, the, the city and kind of your first arrival um, to the city, it's just like, you're like, oh, and that's how I felt when we went to Rapture, too. You go down in that little tube thing and you're yeah. like, whoa. Oh, yeah. and the the way that this company, this gaming company, can capture that and make you feel like you're you're really experiencing that, yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's really awesome. It's really special, and they don't they they just when you think oh they're going to cut a corner here, and then you get around you go no they're not cutting corners. They're going to explain this. They're going to show yep. this whole thing. They're going to they're going to recreate the little bighorn battle down to the freaking T, but it's going to be done with this crazy like animatronic cardboard cutouts of That's savage fair. Indians. And, and it's like That's Disneyland is what the ride's mm-hmm. like, or it reminded me of a Disneyland, like a Disney ride. And that, I don't want to give too much away about those scenes because they just need to be experienced, but that kind of stuff. And you're in a building for heaven's sakes. And you just are like, I don't want tie. this. I, I, there were many times I went, I do not want this to end. Yeah. Now the gameplay, the actual shooting. So Brian, this answers your original question. I think. The actual shooting is all competent and good and fine, um, but it's nothing special. It's just shooting and using your your left hand power. It's not anything right. really that special. The, the, it's not broken. It doesn't feel bad. It just feels like you're you could be playing Doom. It's just shoot a guy who's bad and keep moving until right, all the right. bad guys are dead. And even when you're fighting like a boss, um, they're not doing anything that crazy or special. But um, but. The handyman's 
are pretty annoying. Well, they're well, they're the they're basically the big daddies of the story. Yeah, um, they're actually two examples of the big daddy that are two versions. It's like they took the big daddy concept, which was mm-hmm. these were these guys were built to be the protectors of the little sisters, and that was their job. And anybody would come between them and the little sister, they would fight like mad to, to kill them, and you'd have to kill those big daddies. That is carried over in two ways, but split. Mm-hmm. One is this this hulking handyman thing, which I know when I saw him at the fair and I saw one up on a stage and, I, and it was before all hell broke loose and I went, oh, dude, I'm going to have to fight those guys. Because <laughs> I had successfully avoided all the spoilers. I had avoided a lot of the previews. I wanted to come into this thing just you know fresh and ready. But I knew when I saw him, I'm like, that that is foreboding. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to fight that. And they suck. They're so hard. There are other kind of versions of that, like the Patriots and stuff. Are, are kind of like I that love too. Those, those those are great, especially if it's just the pontificating and talking and stuff. But um, and again, we're just surfacing some of this good stuff because we want you to discover it for yourselves out there. If you haven't played it, for those who do, you'll know what we're talking about. But the the other split, and I'm not going to explain who it is or what it is, but the caretaking part of the big daddies was thrown squarely on a very important, I guess you could call it a character. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm talking about. I did, yeah. And there's a moment toward the end there. Where God, my, I just want to spoil a whole damn know, thing for you guys. My daughter teared Ooh. up. Teared up at oh, that yeah. scene. That was oh. rough, dude. Yeah. Rough. Totally rough. Well, Unexpected. Unbelievable. You have, here's the thing. This is a first-person shooter when, it, when you boil it down to it. But if you normally don't like first-person shooters, I would still encourage you to try this game because it almost transcends mm-hmm. first-person shooter. Put it on easy and just go. Yeah. Question. If uh, so, Scott, I'm assuming you got the PC version. Yeah, I did. It's okay, gorgeous. Nicole, you got the the PS. Yeah, I have the PCC. Uh, the PCC. <laughs> the, the PCC. Oh, she's got the new PCC, you guys. <laughs> and I used a Xbox con- controller. Yeah, I did too. Okay. Okay. So y'all didn't go with the the PS3 at all. Heavy duty t- uh, t- texture upgrade on the PC version, which means it looks. Uh, it's beautiful. Real. Uh, they, uh, don't get me wrong. All versions look great. But right. that the high res texture version on the PC looks but really PlayStation good. Move compatible. I, what? I heard the PlayStation is a little slow. Well, the same three sixty is a little, cho- yeah. eh, little choppy. Not bad though. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to do too wrong. Yeah. But well, you got you guys are both on the PC. Yeah, there, if you have a high end PC, it's the version to get, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, me too. but I'm that way with everything, so it doesn't matter. But it's um, <clears throat> it's uh, it's just so I don't know, I don't know how to. <laughs> do you, Corinne? Oh, Corinne, Nicole. <laughs> I was just talking to Corinne today. If you're in the middle of <clears throat> this game, do you? I don't, I don't. I'm trying not to set up the scene too much, but there's a there's a part where you kind of learn that what's going on. You're in a control mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. Oh God! I was just going to ask you about that. And I turned around. Now I cannot. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time. <laughs> that a video game actually scared me that bad. I know. That's the funny thing. There was a lot of talk about, oh, this game isn't scary because you're not underwater. You're not getting that dark vibe. There, But I will I will agree with you, Scott. There, there was a point in this game that... I jumped out of my pants. I yelled. It was 11 I, I, o'clock at night and I screamed. Yeah, it did too. It was visceral. I jumped way back. I yanked my cord out of the side of the PC. I was like, what have I done? And it scared me so freaking bad. And I, I was so glad it. that we didn't see those particular guys very much longer as I freaking hated them. But it's, but, but that is, it's gotta be that that was just made really well. That point. Yeah. Yeah, like they of. they thought long and hard. They're like, you know what? There's plenty of jump scares in games. There's lots of scripted stuff, that, and players expect it. 
let's yeah. not have any of them the whole game, but then let's have just this one and let's craft it in such a way that they can't do anything but turn around. Like <laughs> it felt like it was, it was like a handcrafted jump scare that yeah, worked awesome. and it was so well done, dude. I've never done that before. It just made me just pee a little. Um, <laughs> I loved it. It was amazing. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it without ruining anything. I, I will say this: um, people have asked me, "Do I need to play the first two to play this one?" Absolutely not. You'll get a. I can probably guarantee you, if you play this one, you're going to want to go back and play the other. They're probably you'll probably want. There's the a moment that will make you want that, right? Um, but it's not required. Yeah, you can play I this as a standalone. I'm gonna right. just the, oh, go just ahead. the game mechanics. I would think, but I remember playing Bioshock when I originally played it. It took me a while just to figure out how to, you know, how I was supposed to be using my hands and my powers and everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a little bit of. A curve, They've gotten better. Okay, so here's here's what I would not. Well, if you're gonna play Bioshock one, I actually do recommend playing it first. And here's the only reason why. You do yeah, and this is the only reason. Not that it has to be there or that the story can't be figured out otherwise. Because I, I actually think that that you'd be fine if you skipped it in those regards. But where I think where the reason I wouldn't, if you're going to play it at all, you'd play it before, because if you try to go back, they've oh. fixed a lot of the things they did wrong in Bioshock. It's um, right. the way that uh, ammo's he handled. Might get a little frustrated. Yeah. I think you get more frustrated. The death penalty was weird in that Ooh. game. Uh, the big daddies were freaking brutal. You never had enough ammo in that game. Um, there are a lot of things that made it frustratingly hard, not skill hard, but just, irritatingly hard in, in places that I think would throw you off after you've had that great experience in, in Columbia, be going back to a, to a, an earlier version of what they were trying to do. And I think it doesn't hold up as well, but if you play it ahead of time, you'll more appreciate infinite's ability to, to not do those mistakes. But I think I'm talking to the people that are, aren't even really interested in it. And they're like, eh, I don't even want to play that game. Like I would like, I would, I would, Want them to play this one? Yeah, above this, all yeah. Of if them. you're gonna choose, put a gun in my head. And say which which one are you playing? It's this one for sure. Choose Johnson. Choose. But there's that there's that really important moment which I don't want to say much about because I don't want to blow it here. That is so. It in 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 other hands this would have <laughs> felt in, well in other hands that moment would have felt cheesy, forced, and like oh, of course you did that. But they didn't do that here. It felt right. What they showed me, what they showed me was beautiful, shocking, and I mean, it's ironic. It's it, it, this big argument about whether video games can be art, you know, and and right. sadly he died today. I know yeah. he died. Um, but Roger Ebert had this big thing about how video video games would never be art, and I I think he was wrong. He always made a you know a passionate argument, and that's great, and I respect it. Um, but it's ironic that he you know died right around the time that one of the most and you know, one of the, one of the most obvious examples that video games can be art was actually in players' hands, and they were playing it. And I and I feel like I wish I could force this on people who don't like video games at all, because mm-hmm. they're missing something special. Like it's the same as if you said to me, Scott, I know you hate teen vampire books, and I know they're all the rage, and you don't want anything to do with those. But there's this one book that's in that category that will change the way you think. And me being able to get past all the vampire teenage stuff and actually, you know, forget about Twilight and actually dig into this thing that you're telling me about. That's how I feel like I have to explain it to people who don't like games. Yeah. I feel uh, movies are wonderful, and I'm a huge fan of movies, but I feel games put me in the story more. I mean, you were talking about the the racism, yeah. and you can you can watch a movie about racism, 
But when you're playing a game and you're really being brought into that kind of thing, it's it's a totally different experience. Yeah, you can drive Miss Daisy they, and then you can drive <laughs> Miss Daisy. You know? but, but the but the idea is that you're an active participant because you're you're quote unquote in control. Right. But right. it's 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 really immersive. Can you do anything to stop the racism? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Emma, yeah. You're, you hate it. You don't like the racism. In fact, there's a point where you make a very important choice very early on that, that basically tells you what kind of guy you are. And uh, now can you choose to be a racist? I mean, I, oh, yeah. Well, I assume would, so. Yeah. I didn't choose it, but I assume I don't know what happens if you chose that line. Well, I can. I hate to say this, but <laughs> I, I'm playing it through twice and I'm curious because it's it's one of those you have choices. So everything, of course, the first time through. I chose not to do the bad thing. So the second time through, I just wanted to see how it 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 affected the gameplay, and it doesn't change. Yeah. So. And this this is maybe, you know what you're going to love, Nicole? This has been, been, been my experience with a little bit I've started back in on already, is picking up a voxophone. You know how in the first game in Bioshock, you always get these recordings, yep. and it fills yeah, in a bunch of story. This game has got so many things that are basically foreshadowings of what the game's about and what the ending is and you don't know it because it just sounds like regular talk until you've seen the end and you go oh wait when the prophet had that one where he was given a speech about you know baptism that was that was basically telling you the end or whatever like there's these moments of of time where somebody will say something on the one of these tapes and you're like meh he's just talking but then later (laughs) you're like no he was not just talking he was trying to tell me something yeah as i'm playing through the second time they they lay a, they lay it out for you. Yeah, big time. So. And the twins, dude. Oh, they're the best characters <laughs> ever. There's just so much to love about it. So I don't. I'm, beyond that, I mean, what else can we say? It's not. There's mechanics and weapons are fun, and you know, it's fun. It's just there's nothing. To strip away all this amazingness, and it's just a plain old shooter. Mm-hmm. But it's like the shooter. It's like you almost needed the shooter elements to pad out the 15 hours or however long it took to mm, beat the thing. Well. And if you didn't have that, you'd just tear through it. <laughs> Nicole just said it took 12. Yeah, it was probably 12 or 13. In, in your face. I'd have to go look. <laughs> it averages around 12. I think an auto loot function would be really nice in the future. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. cool. I think PC Gamer said, hey, for DLC, why don't you guys just let me run past dudes and, and loot them automatically? Uh, because, instead of hitting right, X. Right. Yeah, because you're constantly... Because like, when are you ever going to say no? N- <laughs> never. You're either going to uh, eat the food... <laughs> I made a joke on Twitter. I I said I feel like I'm just emotional eating because I'm just I open everything and I eat it. Right. But I can tell you right now, in the hard mode, you don't want to eat everything. You want to leave food. Oh right, because if you get the one that's minus health but plus salt, or the other way around, you you yeah, actually have to manage there's a that. Bunch of rotten fruit. Like if you eat rotten fruit, you're gonna lose health. Also, if <laughs> you're, you're eating health, your a lot. <laughs> <laughs> if you're eating food that you don't need. You're probably going to need it because you're coming up on a fight and it's the hard mode. The 1999 mode is very difficult and just health doesn't go the way that it does on the normal mode. You can, so. can you play another another go through on normal though if you wanted to just to I could. experience the I story could. again? Well, okay. there's, there's four levels. So you, when you first play the game through, you can play it on easy, normal, or hard. Mm-hmm. The normal mode, of course, is easy. Um, and there's even a blog post out there kind of saying why you should play it on hard mode. Yeah. And then once you beat the game, the 1999 level unlocks 
And that's the hardest level. Okay. And that's the one I'm playing through right now. Okay. And you, so, and and you it's, say it's pretty tricky. It's really hard. Hmm. I'm finding myself not taking the stuff from the barrels. I'm finding myself leaving cotton candy. By the way, that <laughs> sad cotton candy Schneider. guy. Oh, it's the best hilarious. thing ever. That guy's the best. He he should be a meme. I don't know why he hasn't taken off more, but I love the sad, sad, sad cat. He should have been the foreshadowing of the rest of the game. It's like, look at that guy's face. You know something's wrong with this place. It's just really cool, Brian. It's, it's a great game. It's, it's, it's one of those special games. It's seminal. It feels like a game changer. It feels like a raising of the bar kind of moment in video games. It feels like everybody else is going to, if they've got story-based games. And I'm sorry. I think I finally found a thing that makes Half-Life not look like the shining example of how to do this anymore you know like you've beaten half-life at their own game and that's not to take anything away from half-life or any of that but ken levine and crew those guys are making something something amazing and they're taking six damn years to do it way too long but i don't care has it really been that long no nah, it hasn't been that long it's been well let's see oh six was it oh six or oh seven someone in the chat could remind wow, me or i could look late? it up I thought it was like 08 or something. Let's look it up real quick. I can't remember. It's been a while, though. But even 08, so what's that? 08, 09, 10, 5 years. It is 2013. That's four, five years. Well, and this game was delayed, wasn't it? It was supposed to come out last year. Yeah. And you know what? All forgiven. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It's like, well, worth the wait. I mean, they're doing, I mean, it's what, 95% on Metacritic? It's like, how do you even compete with this thing? Mark only had one bug that he found. I didn't find any in my playthrough. Oh, I had Mark, one too, but I want to hear what's Mark's. Mark had a problem where he every time he picked up. So one of the things that you could do that you that you weren't able to do in the previous two was wear four pieces of gear: yeah. a hat, a shirt, pants, and boots. And each one of them will boost you in certain aspects. Um, Mark was picking up know, a shirt or something, and it kept crashing the game. Oh, wow. So he had to skip picking that up, which is a really hard thing to do when you're collecting everything. 2007, by the way. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, so it's been a while. And they didn't do two. That was someone else. They handed over the assets and somebody else built it. I seriously cannot wait to get the soundtrack. I I uh, was gifted the game by Christian. Thank you. Um, on Steam. But the soundtrack you will hear throughout this game it's amazing, and unfortunately, the only way you can get it right now is if you have the um, the premium or ultimate editions. Yeah. You have to pay up to it, right? So I bought the 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 premium one, yeah. and I'm going to send the game to my brother, and I'm going to keep all the goodies. Right. <laughs> and the best thing about Nicole's brother, he's not ethnic, so she doesn't have to make racial remarks or anything. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the heck? Ding so, pong. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I just. Um, so what was my point? Um, yeah, let them take their time, give them all the money they need because whatever they do next is very exciting to me. And, and to actually just, I mean, system shock is how, you know, you go back to system shocks where Ken Levine started with this, this, the shock games, right? I just feel like this is his crowning of an, of an achievement. I don't know where they go from here. I don't know what they do from here. Uh, DLC. I'm excited about DLC, but whatever it is they're going to do next, just give them, give them what they need and we'll wait. As long this as has takes. to be the game of the year. I mean, already in March, we have the game of the year. It's hard to say what else could come out that could that would beat it, right? Yeah. I looked at the release schedule. There's nothing this year that makes me go, oh, well, that's going to give a run for its money. I can't think of a thing. Yeah. In fact, right now, I can't think of other games. What other games are coming out? 
that we even care about now. I, I can't even. Well, that Defiance game came out, which is linked to that oh, sci-fi yeah. show, which yeah. is a people are MMO. liking it. Okay, it's it's yeah. average. It's getting average. Yeah, it's reviews. average. Um, I thought about trying it out. Yeah, that looks like it's uh, it's sixty bucks. But to nothing. Try it out though. Ugh. It's on sale for forty nine. You can get a Steam code on Amazon. Oh really? Yeah. And it's not a you don't pay every month. It's like they're doing like Guild Wars d- does, right. which is cool. All right. Well, that's Bioshock. Um, you guys can email us. I think we did okay. Yeah, no, we didn't spoil. I mean, unless you count that Beach Boys thing, which I don't think is a spoil. I think that's just a, oh, that's an indicator of. You're not just, even fighting when you see that. No, it's, ah, yeah, oh my gosh. The part, the, the, okay. Everyone knows she opens a rift, so this isn't a spoiler. No. But Nicole, that, that part where she opens that rift. <laughs> that was just like, what am I playing? What is this? <laughs> And it's just the characters Ryan, are likable. She's know? got awesome AI. I love how she tosses you stuff all the time. Yeah, uh, I think I remember seeing that. I don't think I knew it directly, but I remember so. watching the the. Assume that's what was kind of going on. Yeah, the, the previews and the stuff they have they've been showing this for years. Her her right, right. rifty thing is nothing new. Right, but her where you go and what she does with it is I don't want to talk about that stuff. But can you believe we were talking about this on Lazy Elite, and this is the best escort quest ever. Oh yeah, oh, and there good, aren't very many because I hate most of them. I know. I yeah. They just. It I is loved it. the whole game when you find her is basically an escort quest. After that, <laughs> but the, and the way that they handle the problems with escort quests is great. It's perfectly great, mm-hmm. and I never felt irritated. Nothing so she ever get killed five seconds after you start the you know the. Oh, the I was going to tell you my bug one one my bug. So I had a pretty not game killer because I was able to restart at the at the what do you call it the last checkpoint and it was fine, but. I was doing the, you know, he can stick to the the, the sky rails and all that. Mm-hmm. And there's the scene where you're on the big barge heading up to Comstock House. And all those other barges are, are coming and shooting at you and boarding you. And you're supposed to jump over to their hooks, fight them, and then get off the boat back over to your boat. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of keep going. But it's a cool mechanic and it was a lot of fun. I like that. But I jumped over to a boat, killed everybody. Got totally disoriented, and the ship's starting to tip and die because no one's flying it. Yeah, right, right, right. So the ship's going upside down and flying through the air, and it's about to drop. And I'm like, oh, crap. So Where'd I'm actually go? up on the edge of the bow of the boat, and I can't. They're trying you to reach to my thing, style? and she's up there going, come on, hurry, or whatever. I can't even focus on the little A button thing, and it won't work for me. So suddenly I just go, fling, and I go flying through space. Way out in the distance, I'm seeing storms. The city's like 400 miles ahead of me, and I'm I'm way out in the blackness like nobody should be out there. And it took about, my daughter and I were sitting there, it took about, and I couldn't get out, I couldn't pause, I couldn't do anything. It took about seven minutes for me to hit whatever virtual death I needed to hit to finally die. And then when I came back, I thought, okay, it'll just put me right back. Because anytime you fall off anything in this place, it just puts you back on. Yeah. Um, And so I, I, it put me back on, but I couldn't move. I, all I could do is shoot. And so I killed a bunch of stuff, but I couldn't move. And then I'm supposed to get to their ship and I can't get over there. And then, you know, nothing's happening to her, but it's just I, repeating. So I just, I reset the latest thing and it was fine. It was fine I didn't that. do any of that going over to the ship. Uh, my favorite uh, vigor was lightning. Oh. And you could upgrade your lightning to hit multiple. Once you hit one, it hit everyone around you. Yeah. I used the heck out of the lightning vigor. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have to do any of that bopping all over the place yeah lightning was good i like that and the devil's ball the devil's balls or whatever it's called um and i like the earthquake one i think those are all fun um but yeah it, 
otherwise never never a bug never a lockup never a nothing it was fine but it was this one fluky thing where oh and i would get so pissed i'd pick up a voxophone and the guy would go when i was born 1932 and then then i would be walking around like an idiot and i would trigger another in world story point yeah and it would talk over the voxophone like no i was listening but you can to replay that. them you can replay them but you i always forgot to your, replay your men- menu and i just or kept you forgetting hit, you hit I remember the down doing button too as well yeah two had its moments like that but i need what i need to do is go look at some of my stats because i'll bet i didn't get half those things everyone thinks like i got a lot of them right yeah and i think i got like 50 or 55 or something missed a bunch so and I think I missed a lot of those health shield salt upgrades. Yeah. Just because I just didn't, didn't seem like I did it very often. So I don't know. Yeah, those are usually hidden um, and you got to do, they're like puzzles. I mean, it's it's a first person shooter with a bunch of different types of puzzles. So there are places that you have to figure out how to get to. Right. Um, yeah, it's an awesome game. It's so should, awesome. Okay, we're just going to call this the Bioshock show. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. I'm it's down just, with sorry. it. It's are so you, damn you, good. Don't be. Are you going to play it, Brian? Oh, absolutely. You got to play the demo. You play the demo. I'm going to play the demo. The whole demo is worth it. We'll get you the whole game and you play 10 minutes of it. It'll be good as a demo. <laughs> I think that you will, I think you really will love it. As somebody I know who's artistic and, and sees been, visual things the way I do, I think you'll just be like, who the hell yeah, this, this, has been up? My, this has been on my radar. Actually, if I hadn't been so busy for the last few weeks, I would have already picked it up. I mean, it's, it's, it's one I've been wanting to play for a while. And the way, listen, the way. The prophet and and the and the and the founders of the city treat the founders of our nation is so weird. Mm. Like they think they think Jefferson, um, Washington, and Benjamin Franklin are gods, mm-hmm. and they treat them like that, and they build statues in their honor, and and they go all out like and, and they vilify Lincoln in ways that is just creepy <laughs> and crazy. <laughs> And then, but Lincoln plays, I don't want to give it away, but plays a really important role later on in a, in a fighting way. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to, he's not in it, but you know. He's been doing that a lot lately. Yeah, you know? yeah. Lincoln's all you over know, the fights, place. vampires, whatever. You know, he's I just think you'd be. Locking his crazy wife up. Every whatever. minute they were showing me something new and I, I appreciate that more than just about anything. And it, just, you know, I feel like I, this is the first time I've ever played a $60 game and felt like I. I ripped them off a little bit. Mm. I feel like I'm not, not that I want to start a new trend of more expensive games. I'm just saying that I felt like I played a game that was worth 80 or a hundred. That was the experience right. I had. Should upgrade to the premium edition. <laughs> I know you could have got the little toys and everything. Yeah. I can't believe how strong I feel about it. I don't normally get this way. I love video games, but I don't normally get this it, crazy about one. It's nice to love a game. Yeah, as much as this one, and be able to easily praise it. Um, so much we get caught up in, oh, that sucked, or that didn't. Uh, yeah, blah, blah. yeah. So or it's were. When's the last time Nicole? Like it was probably a movie. It was for me, but the last time where a piece of media made you spend the next three days just researching stuff and looking everything up. And, <laughs> you, you know, know. Cloverfield. You remember the movie Cloverfield? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of how I liken it because that wow. movie never saw it. You want to figure out what was going on with. Everything that was, was happening. That was like a, a whole no, it was like it. a big. Well, it was a big creature thing, right? Yeah, but there was a whole backstory that the the production company put on the internet, and so there was all this viral stuff happening with Cloverfield. It was a JJ so, Abrams uh, produced yeah. thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm. So it was all you could take the movie for what it was, and it was a great kind of monster movie. But there was 
more to the story that if you really wanted to dig into it, it was out there for you to discover. And that's how I feel about this game. So. All right. Well, Brian, All right. because you didn't play anything good, tell us about your not as cool as Bioshock games. What'd you play? Oh, I played. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to know what I played. I didn't play anything oh. worth note. You played Space Quest show- 4. That's kind of awesome. I did put Space Quest 4, Roger Wilco, and the Time Rippers uh, played the CD-ROM version. You can get this on good old games for uh, not very much at all. And you can, you can also buy the whole collection on Amazon. But anyway... Yes, we, me and uh, Andrew, my oldest, we sat down, and we, I didn't think I was going to have so much fun with it because I had, I had a little bit of trouble getting it to run. But once I got it to run, um, it is a lot of fun. And I don't want to give too much away because this is our old school pick this week, so we're going to talk about it uh, very shortly. But let's just say that, that it there, – there is a bunch of humor in there that just, it, it just stands the test of time. And actually some stuff that I had totally forgotten about that made me laugh, such as the 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 direct placement of the Energizer Bunny. Uh, remember that guy? <laughs> yeah, I do. It just keeps right going away. and going and right. going. Yeah, is a major is a major factor in some of the first uh, <laughs> puzzle problems. Really, that you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I thought this was older than that campaign. I guess not. I thought so too, and I was kind of shocked to see it. But I was like, I was like, yeah, I guess that's when it first really kind of came out. Hmm. And uh, and is. And basically, I'm not. I'm not going to spoil it here or anything. But you, you basically got to get the battery out of the rabbit, and it's a puzzler, man. You'll talk about hard games like from 1999. It's kind of like how this is. Gamers are just really hard back then. You just had to figure them out. Hmm. No clues. No YouTube. No nothing. No nothing. You, no nothing. Just you and Roger Wilco trying to figure out uh, maps uh, with with diagrams on them. Fantastic. So that you, Go to, you can you can portal places. I was a fan of that series, so I'm excited to talk about it later. Four in, was uh, absolutely the best because of uh, the, the weight work, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, all right, and Nicole, you also had some time with To the Moon. Yes, so this is a game that I've basically been harassed to play by a bunch of people online. Uh, Jeffrey g- gifted it to me. He's like, please, please, please play it. It's amazing. It's, you can get it on Steam. It's, a, it's an indie adventure RPG, and it's 16-bit. Um, but we were just talking about just how story really makes a game. This is the case to the moon as well. It's about two doctors uh, traveling through the memories of a dying man to fulfill his last wish. The music is really beautiful. Um, The story, there's no real gameplay in it. Hmm. But the story kind of wipes away the fact that it's 16-bit. And it makes me me feel like I'm playing um, an old Final Fantasy game. And in Hmm. fact, they kind of poke a little fun at it by a little scene where you you find a squirrel and you're like, let's fight the squirrel. And I'm like, Oh, okay, here's the gameplay. And they're like, what are you doing? So it's really, um, an, uh, a sweet, nice game. Uh, and you'll probably cry at the end of it. Wow. Um, <laughs> are you being funny for like Bioshock? Or are you, are you being serious? I'm well, serious. I've heard this too. I've heard similar things about this. It's game. about, you know, four or five hours of gameplay. Um, at first, you kind of, you, you're not really. I wasn't sure what was going on. I wasn't sure the t- the type of game, but there are a few puzzles. Like you have to go through this dying man's memories to get to the point where he's young to affect his life in his memory because he wants. That's his dying wish is to go to the moon. 
So these doctors are able to do this kind of technology, but by doing it, it can kill you. So that's why it's the last dying wish that people make these kinds of requests. Right. Um, and so you're, you're going through his memories and you're piecing the puzzle of his life kind of backwards. Hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's, an, it's an interesting game. It's very simple. Um, the little puzzles as you go from, love, from each level, it's, it's kind of silly. It's a match up kind of little puzzle. That's about as much gameplay as you get in the game. <laughs> and you're finding different things throughout the memory to kind of get to the next level. It sounds like it's more so, about the narrative than it is about it the is, mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally. That's cool. I'm so, down with that. I like that. Yeah. So thank you, Jeffrey, for Honestly, that. Honestly, uh, Infinite feels a bit like that. Mm-hmm. The mechanics are there and they're fine, but they're not why you're there. Exactly. Yeah. That's how To the Moon is as right. well. To the Moon, everybody. To, to the, the moon. moon. The Honeymooners. That's kind of what I'm thinking of. <laughs> to the Moon. <laughs> We're gonna, I think we'll skip uh, news. There's a lot on here, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot on here. I wanted to talk a little bit. Well, you know, at least mention this douche. <laughs> now, there's he claims he fell down. By the way, no, that's what he's game. claiming. I've seen the video, and I, if that's how that's you falling down, then let me show you what it, the, let me what, show you how I fall down. It's very right, different. Let's post it in the chat room real quick so I, we can get their reaction. Yeah, you guys should watch this video. Um, while you do that, I think we'll take a moment and uh, play one of these here games right here. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, everybody, check it out. It's Casey Banta on the show asking us hard trivia questions while we talk about douchebags playing Diablo on Twitch TV. <laughs> Casey, how are you? So uh, this Bioshock thing, just yeah. skip it. It's not that good. Yeah, I think it's a waste. <laughs> I mean, don't waste your time. It's just stupid. <laughs> Even saying that feels sacrilegious. It's that good. Like, just joking about it. It's like, oh, it's so good, Casey. It's so good. Okay. In, in 50 years, Casey will be doing a music memory thing at the end of the show going, <laughs> Oh, I remember when Comstock came down the stairs and the music started. And, <laughs> anyway, it's really, really good, and I recommend it to anybody with half a brain and likes video games. So, Casey, I don't remember what we picked last week. Do you? Can you remind us? What was it? Zaxxon. Zaxxon. Zaxxoff. Okay, fantastic. So I put a lot of quarters in this of our local... Um, I want to say it was a bowling alley, but I didn't bowl there. I just played video games there. Um, it was this and Mario Brothers, the one where you bonk the the crabs with your head, the little uh, single screen Mario Brothers. And those were the two games, yeah, that I played there. So um, tell us about uh, your trivia. What do you got? You got some hard? You got a hard question for us? Um, the, this is painfully easy. I'm throwing you guys a softball. All right. <laughs> Totally I think you're going to say a soft bone for some reason. <laughs> and that's that's wrong in about 12 different directions. So, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. In this arcade shooter, if you, di- uh, you died if an enemy shot you down or if you ran out of fuel. Mm-hmm. In which way could you replenish your fuel? Oh. BP station. Okay, shush. Give us, okay. The, give us the multiples. I think I know this. All right. A, you just insert more coins. Okay. E, you complete a stage. Mm-hmm. C, score 10,000 points. Or D, you blow up enemy fuel drums. D. I want to say you did it. There are a lot of games that did this in real time, so I might be confusing it with a different one. Like uh, Scramble, the side-scrolling uh, shooter game. I remember that's how you got fuel back. 
Right. So I could be confusing it with something like that, but I'm going to say you shot a barrel to get fuel back. Brian. I'm going to say the uh, 10,000. 10,000 points? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Nicole? That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's the one I'm going with. That's the one I'm going with. Nicole, what do you say? She's on mute. She just forgot to unmute us. I'm That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yapping away. Where the picked was. What? Casey, what was B? Casey, why are you ignoring why me? Why are you not answering me, Casey? <laughs> what is B, Casey? Remind us. B was uh, just complete a stage. Okay. Uh, and when the first one, put more coins in. Yeah. I'm going to say A. A, yeah. put more coins in. That does seem like the way they were screwing us back then. <laughs> All right. I feel like this could go either any any direction here. So, Casey, lay it on us. All right. Um, B is not the right answer. Okay. So one of you has the correct answer. Yay. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, a, insert more coins. They weren't that greedy. That's Aww. not the right answer. <laughs> well, they thought they could get away with it. They would have. They could. They would have tried. The NBA, those NBA jam days hadn't quite come yet where that was just about quarters. That oh, damn yeah. game. There's Ugh. plenty of games that try and get away with that later on. Piss me off. Yep. All right. Um, D, blow up enemy fuel drums. That's what Scott said. Yeah. And Brian said C, score 10,000 points. Yeah, That's what Brian said. Yeah. And I say that it is either C or D. And <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> this is the biggest drag out we've done. <laughs> I, think, I think that may qualify. Smack talk. A little, a little smack talk there. <laughs> D's the right answer. Scott wins. Again. Yeah, <laughs> Woo! shoot those barrels and refuel your fuel your tanks. I mean, you guys could choose D as well. You know, you don't have to not choose. Whatever. But then I, I don't get to gloat if I win. And Nicole lives next to a dog army uh, base. <laughs> dogs and, and uh, planes. The dogs pissed. I'm sure that I lost. I'm right? sure. Um, all right, three row rowers. Hey, we're big. So I'm gonna. Do I get to pick again? Is that the rule? Um, I was just rotating you guys. Through, oh, rotate us then. That's fine. I don't need to pick. All right. Who's next? Brian, you pick the next one. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, I'm going to go with Shida. I'm thinking Scott. Shida is a terrible game. Shida. <laughs> Came out from Shida. J- Japan. Um, yeah. Just for that, I'm going to go with Space Quest 1. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Don't punish Casey. Also Roger Wilco, right? Right, right, right. Okay. I'm fine I with played, that. I played the original Space Quest. I did That's too. Cool. I love those games. <laughs> yeah. That's totally fine. Let's do that. You remember Police Quest? Oh, yes, of course. That was weird. <laughs> it was part of that, you know, Space Quest. What was the other medieval one? Whatever quest. Oh, um, uh, King Arthur's Quest. Was that it? I don't know. But then they made like a full-on modern police simulator called Police right. Quest. and But it was the same kind of thing. You're a dude walking around it, talking to people. I remember thinking that stuff was great for a while. I think I still have that. Do you? Police Quest? Yeah. It's like 20 floppies or something. Got to be at least. Anyway, uh, fantastic news. Well, let's look forward to that. Casey, uh, don't forget. What was I going to say to you? Oh, you do the music memory at the end of the show. Listen to that, everybody. It's always good. Yeah. Uh, anything else? <laughs> Casey Banta on Twitter. Yeah? Yep, that's right. All right. Casey, thanks a lot, man. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye now. (laughs) Whoa. It wouldn't let me hang up on him for some reason. Why? That's weird. Oh, well. Thanks, Casey. Let's go. Let's him go. All right. So the dude sits down. He's doing a Twitch TV stream. He's been doing them for a while. Claims to be 
paralyzed from the waist down. Mm-hmm. And that he's streaming and gaming to get donations to help him with his health problems because of this, yeah. this thing. Then in the middle of him getting ready to do a stream or something. I think he thought he was off camera. Uh, he must have or he, forget, or he just was being absent-minded because when he came and turned the camera around, that made me think, oh, he figured it out. Right. He right. gets up in the middle of, of sitting there and walks off. <laughs> on, right. and, and the problem isn't so much that there's one douchebag. There's always a douchebag. It's that there are lots of gamers out there who use this as an opportunity. They're good great gamers and provide entertainment, and people are willing to help them, giving all of them kind of a bad name. Yeah. Well, really somebody sad. that it just people that are sincere, he just kind of trashed on that. And then it's one of the things, oh, I totally fell. Like, whatever, dude. I can see your reflection walking around in the fish tank he got behind you. Right, right, and he didn't get he didn't get immediate flack in the chat room because everybody was kind of worried about him. Um, if you go through the transcripts and stuff, but yeah, he later on people really started reviewing it, and they're like, "Oh, that dude!" I've been buying into this, and I've been watching him do this, and now he's fake. You know, he's faking it, and it turns out that kind of stuff's not nearly as funny if it isn't on a Seinfeld episode. Right, <laughs> when that happens in real life, it's like, "Oh, dude, yeah. that's well, bad. nobody likes to feel like they're being taken advantage of." Yeah, right. Yeah. So. Yep. Duped. I mean, yep. it's the new con yep. that's dupe, happening. Dupe is the new con for sure. <laughs> um, dupe 3.0. Yeah. Duped. Uh, that's you ever heard Kirk yell dupe? Never <laughs> yells that. He yells con. Uh, contest time. Uh, we're going to con- send a congratulations to Eric uh, Mahler. Snyder Mahler is what he's known yep. as in the chat room. And he was actually he called in earlier, but he left for some reason. His Twitter went down. Uh-huh. He's probably going to talk about the Skype. game we gave him. Yeah, it might be. Uh, Eric is our Steam Player of the Month. He was uh, gifted. What did he get? Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Woo! I looked at his profile right. and he's played the heck out of that game. That game is good. That's the it's next thing great. I'm finishing. I'm going to finish that for next week. So it's really good. Let's do it for the weekend. Let's do it. I meant and to then, before Bioshock, but that just ruined me. So yeah, I wanted to get it done before Bioshock. So yeah. that's why I had finished it. Um, I also receive games from listeners of the show, and I decided to. I don't know, act as a middleman mm. <laughs> between right, games right. that people have and games that people want. Yeah. So right. Pat, Patrick Anderson gave me Don't Starve, which I, I went through our, our uh, Final Score uh, Steam page yeah. and found one of our listeners, Django, wanted Don't Starve, so I gifted it to him. And then Robert uh, gifted XCOM, and I then passed that on to... Wormoroy. Wormoroy? Wormoroy. Enjoy so, that. It's good. Yeah, so thanks, guys, for gifting and uh, the ones that got the games. I hope you enjoy them. Brian, you have Torchlight? I, what do you do? I with didn't that? think about that. Johan and the missus from Belgium, they sent us uh, Torchlight. They actually gifted me Torchlight, too, because I didn't have it. And they also had a copy of Torchlight, which they want to give away. I have lots of and games so- I don't have. No one's gifted me shit. <laughs> you guys are on the gift train. I don't know how this happened, but somehow I, I Brian like and Nicole constantly just the games. Oh, well, we're actually on Steam, and they're talking to people. Hey, man, what's up? Nothing. What's up with you, bro? What's up with you? Can I have a free game? So, yes. Yes, exactly. How I do it. Hey, right. give me a game, Mother Humper. Is uh, Don't Starve Out of Beta yet? I think it is. That's the actual game, yeah, though, right? Is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I have it, but it was all beta when I had it. Right, so we gotta figure out how we're gonna get this away. Should I also do what what, uh, what Nicole is doing? Go to the Steam community and look for some, anybody looking for Torchlight, or yeah, should we give it away? On the show? I think you should do. Do you have a code now? 
I have the code in my in my inbox. Who in the chat room doesn't have who doesn't have this the first torchlight? I think you give it away here in the chat. That's a good way. Brian will pick you now. Send it to you in a private message. It's up to you to go put it on Steam. All right, take that. Take that chat room. All right, let's skip ahead to old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're kicking it old school. We are indeed. It's old school. That's part of the show where we talk about an old game. Today it's Space Quest Four. Roger Wilco and the Time Rippers on the PC. This was circa 1991 or so. Man, I was still single. Right. <laughs> um, I was in high school. Yeah, Brian was. Brian, what were you doing? I don't remember. I must have been drunk. Mother Humper. I don't know. Uh, Space Quest Roger Rocco and the Time Rippers released on floppy disks in, uh, I want to say, on March 4th, 1991. and released on CD-ROM in December of 92 with full speech support. I remember this was a big deal at the time. Huge. Yeah, because they didn't have speech in the floppy version, obviously. And then the CD version with all the mold media excitement. That's my dad called it. Mold the media. Uh, the CDs came out, supported the speech, and your dudes would talk, and that was totally cool. Uh, had laugh-in announcer Gary Owens as the voice of the narrator. You remember him, right? I uh, do. And from uh, what, laugh-in and stuff? Laugh-in, yeah. Like the guy laugh people poke their heads through the wall and talk and stuff. Right, but he, he was the announcer. But he did a lot of work for Hanna-Barbera, too, didn't he? Uh-huh, I think am so. I, am I thinking that right? I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, Space Quest 4 uses a point-and-click interface. The actions are look, talk, walk to, do, taste, and smell. Um, let's see. It's, it's, it's all the great senses. And basically, this is exactly what Scott's saying. You're, you you can choose. Uh, and it's this all the great the, senses. I love that. Right. It's all the great senses, taste and smell. And it's funny <laughs> because you get to you get to go around and things you could – it's a point-and-click kind of game. And you know you you find an object and you kind of – you click on it and you is can an, choose to touch it. Is it the annoying point-and-click, though? There's some games out there that are pretty annoying. Um, it, I mean, this was I early. So. I don't remember it being a, super annoying. I didn't play this. Yeah, yeah so I don't think it was, was too curious. annoying. I mean, it's I real. I think it was annoying. It's oh. real ugly. How does the visuals hold up for you, Brian? It is ugly, <laughs> but it is funny. It's like it's, it's CGI, very, right? CGI uh, level, the pre VGA, not CG. It's CGI. CGA. Yeah, CGA. There you go. Okay. And uh, so you got you got some a lot of pixelation going on, but it's still you know it's, it's high it's high resolution. And some of the cutscenes are hilarious because the animation is very limited. Uh, there's like a, a cyborg zombies kind of walking around, and if you get too accidentally too close to them, which seems to happen randomly, all of a sudden the screen will cut to just just the the cyborg zombie guy looking at you and he goes ah, and then you, <laughs> you die, and it's it's. Uh, it's just real funny, and uh, the the characters are drawn horribly. I don't know how they were drawn, but it's drawn horribly on purpose. Okay, uh, to me it is anyway. I'm and, down with uh, that. And it was fun though. Those guys are making it, a new game. You know, it's the Chris Pope is are. helping them out. Yeah, they they just did a uh, Kickstarter last year, and did they, well, they, like five hundred k or something. Right, right, and. Of course, everybody wants to know Space Quest, but they're going to they're going to develop something else. And there's isn't there a Space Quest they just uh, they did for uh, the iPad too? Uh, did Sierra do all that as well? I don't. Oh, this is Sierra published stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Who yeah. owns them now? I don't think that's on the iPad, but I could be wrong. Right, right. I could be wrong. But a lot of those guys that work at Telltale now, they cut their teeth over there and worked on. And a lot it of these totally games. shows. This yeah. game is. Is uh, there's a lot of depth to it. I mean, there's a lot of you, you're surprised, oh, you're shocked. I wasn't I muted on that. Oh, what'd you say? Did you burp or something? I burped. Oh. <laughs> can't mute when she's supposed this to. This is the problem with the, the, the when she should. This is the problem with the mute. You're like the guy getting up in the middle of his video, except <laughs> right. in your case, it's audio. 
That's awesome. <laughs> All right, well, let's play some memorable moments from Space Quest 4. We got a, a, a YouTube, a video from YouTube. Let's call them YouTubes. All right, it's a little quiet, but... All right, we're going to skip ahead. Here we go. It is Xenon. It's, it's, it's really a pile. <laughs> Along with the changes induced by an armed conflict, the city looks different. More modern with a heavy dash of posters. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom... Right? I think he may have done some of that. I know Ted Knight did some of that, but I think he may have also done a lot of Hanna-Barbera. Well, you said he did. Yeah, right, right. Hanna-Barbera, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and see if there's some more here. How about this one? Hold on. There's a lot of titles in this. Ent must be a secret code. Perhaps it means self-destruct or maybe change return. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. He is, yeah, he's a great voice, and he he fit perfect in with the the humor that they had kind of been running with that kind of straight lace but kind of tongue in cheek kind of thing they had going on. Yeah, the MIDI music is pretty bad, but overall, that's yeah, and, it, and and the CD ROM version was much better, yeah. and that's where you heard the voice stuff at. But it was uh, it was not bad if when you're actually playing the game. The it's first weird, one, weird ooh. time in gaming, dude. It's a weird freaking time. Floppies were horrible. These games were all DOS games. That's the other thing, right? Like that whole era. Everything yeah, was running I, on DOS. It was all command prompt stuff. And uh, it was a weird time. Weird, weird it was, time. It was good, though. I, like I said, I was surprised at how addicting this game was. It's good, but it's so like, I don't know. I'm just starting to feel like the early 90s, which I used to think were, at the time was such cutting edge. It's like, oh, look how fast chips are getting. And look how quick we're getting more memory. And like screens are getting bigger. And we're going from VGA to Super VGA. Remember that? That was all this big right. deal. And, and now I look back and go, cavemen. We were, we were almost. We were almost to the point of getting our our daughter cards. Remember those? <laughs> yes, yes. Mm. Oh, and by the way, so VGA was what six forty by four eighty. I'm looking right. at my twenty seven inch screen right now. I could fit about twenty of those in here. Right. If I just right. stacked them all around my screen, we awesome. You could have twenty instances of Space Quest. It's ridiculous. Uh, all right, let's be uh, let's be done. Long show today, but you know that bio bio Bioshock Infinite stuff. We knew that was going to take some time, yeah. and uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it, and I really recommend you play it. If you haven't, go get it on the platform of your choice. I think there's still go a Vita version coming for Vita people. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. The Vitas? Will it well, be the full version? Looking at Metacritic, they still show it as a possible... Yeah, let's see. Yeah, they're still showing... If I click on Bioshock Infinite Vita, uh, it's supposed to be out... <laughs> It says the year is December 30th, 1969. Something's wrong on Metacritic, but it says it's out sometime this year. When if that's a oh, joke. December 31st of this year, it says, but maybe that's going to change. That seems weird. Um, but yeah, they, you know, I'm looking, they don't have any bad reviews. They don't. They have like 10 out of 10. I mean, and every game they've made, like I mean, they're even, 95%. Bioshock. So Bioshock and Forward, those have all had 96, 97, 95, whatever. Before that, they did the SWAT games, SWAT 4. This is Irrational right. Games. Uh, Freedom Force, Third Reich, that was a great game. Tribes, Freedom Force, original one, System Shock 2. All these games from, let's see, from 99 forward, all of them are higher than 90%. A couple of them dip in the 80. But for the most part, they're all like tr- freaking AAA, like Irrational Games. They're the new Blizzard. They're the new, I don't know. They're the new they're something awesome. else. Good job, guys. Um Put your nose to the grindstone and make it something awesome. That's it. Let's get out of here. Nicole, you got anything cool going on you want to mention? 
Um, the Nerdtacular app will be coming out soon. Yay. I just, uh, I, I have a little soundboard, and I only had clips from Final Score. Oh, we'll so get some more. We'll get some more. It's, it, it's to uh, kind of showcase the the future of the app. So I want to put in sound clips from all of the uh, the shows into the Nerdtacular app. Absolutely. Then, You're probably um, like days away from that, right? Somewhere? Yeah, yeah. As long as Apple doesn't be jerks to me a second time. <laughs> they were saying that the, the audio, something was going on with the audio in the background and I, I, I changed some things. So hopefully it'll go through this time. If not, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to reply and say, I don't know what you're talking about. It works fine <laughs> on my phone. What you talking about Apple? Yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah, we're going to be coming out. I'm going to be coming out with uh, apps for all of the shows in the coming year, including this one. Nice. So very the nice. is kind of the the first, and it, it'll be free. So. You're you're an app freak, is what you are. I love apps. That's good. Awesome. Someone needs to in, in this group, and that's going to be you. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Watch for that. Ladiesofleet.com also for yep. uh, if you want to get a uh, girly perspective on video games. Man, that's it's just the a place perspective <laughs> given by three women. Three women. Three. <laughs> we capable, talked about Bioshock. <laughs> capable, strong-willed women <laughs> who will all be at Nerdtacular, which is also yeah. exciting. Brian. Uh, comics Scott. coast to coast and stuff. What's going on? Right. Comics coast to coast. We're doing episodes uh, as often as we can, usually at least three times a month. Uh, also, don't forget to head on over to Kickstarter and look for Andrew Allen's free play. Yeah. Uh, music, uh, music for video games. Can't wait to Death hear them. Style. We're going to place them on the show. I think, um, just right. so people get to hear, you know, get to hear what's going on. Artwork on the cover by me artwork mm-hmm. all up inside that thing by Brian. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian Ibbett producing. It's going to be amazing. So free play. Mm-hmm. Search for it on Kickstarter. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Email us, podcast at finalscoreshow.com. I meant to read some emails today. We ran out of time. Sorry about that. Next week we'll get some in. Uh, you can find us on the website at finalscoreshow.com. Notes are uh, upkept and awesome there by Paul Swickard, who you heard from uh, earlier, talking through his Darth Vader mask. Uh, yeah. We're on Twitter, Scott Johnson, Mission Deep, and Nicole Spag. And you can find us on Facebook at slash Final Score Show. Don't forget about our Steam community. It's Final Score Show as well. You can find that in the Steam community domain right there on Steam. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian and Nicole. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Oh, here's Nicole right here. There you go. This is Casey with a music memory. It's fascinating to think there was a time in our past when people would actually stand in line to play an arcade game. My first experience of this was at a grocery store when they put in a little game called Street Fighter 2. I didn't really get to play it much until it came out for home consoles. Even at times when no one else was playing, I was too afraid someone who was actually good would come along and crush me. But after all, Street Fighter 2 taught me one very important lesson. Girls can kick butt too.
podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. 